we'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now, let's get to the show. My name is Grace Mulvey. I'm a comedian, human woman, and lifelong fad dieter. From the moment I walked out of my mother's womb, I've been on a diet. That's 31 years of no carbs, no sugar, and no crack. It's time to say enough already. Now, I'm not saying I'm a nirvana of self-love and acceptance, by the way. But I am saying that I'm no longer willing to spend all of my time, money, and energy on fad diets. And I'm Connor Dowling, writer, filmmaker, and world-class warrior. Years of fitness models, crotch fiends, and get-thin-quick schemes have melted my brain and left me overweight and unimpressed. I've wasted years of my life obsessed with what I eat and how I look. So now, I finally know what's making me feel like crap all these years. Fad diets. We are not health experts. I repeat, we are not health experts. We are just here to talk about and laugh at our experiences of bullshit diets. Disclaimer, please, whatever you do, don't hurt yourself with any of these crazy weight loss topics we discuss in the show. This podcast won't make you thin, but it might make you laugh. Welcome to Fat Camp. Grace, oh my God, what's the story? <laughs> Connor, you're crazy. <laughs> Our New Year's episode. Can you oh. believe? The last episode of season one of Fat Camp. And we're you know ending I, on an absolute corker. You know what I think is incredible, Grace? The last time we saw each other in person was December 2019. And we were like, yeah, you had done your mob uh, show, your improv show and mob. And I came to see you with Darren. And we were just like, oh, God, let's, you know, be in touch in the new year and like see each other more and do sketches. And oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And then it was like, you know, I think we had a couple of calls and that sort of thing. And then obviously the pandemic happened in March and everything changed. But then when was it you came to me to do the podcast? Was it like in the summer? That was in the summer. I was losing the will to live. And I was like, yeah. I need to do something creative, please. Um, and we got this idea to do fad camp. Um, because all we, we, every time we have a conversation, it always comes back to what diet we're on, I what know. diet we were doing. Um, and we always, I always just think as well, like, I was like, people don't point out how ridiculous these diets are because no one wants to admit that they did them or like yes. that they bought into this crazy shite. And actually, it's so funny. The mo- anytime I talk to you about it, it was such good crack. So... Yeah, that's when we decided to do this. And then we, this is, I can't believe it. We actually got to the final, like, I never followed through on anything. But we've done. (laughs) followed through on this. I think it's amazing because we've done an entire season, an entire first season of a smash hit successful podcast without without ever seeing each other in person. Isn't that crazy? We've done it all through Zoom for anyone listening, you know, um, and we're great pals, but because of the pandemic, we just weren't able to see each other at all. So I yep. think it's really, you know, just to give ourselves a little bit of a, a pat on the back there to start off but, the new year and go, look what's, what you can be capable of if you uh, just are really organized and passionate about something. 
But you know what? That's a funny thing because that's such a different attitude to come into New Year's with. Because you know, like, New <laughs> yeah. Year's resolutions are all, always about going, I'm a piece of shit and I need to change. Last but, year was a failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last year, like every year before, yeah. was an yeah. utter failure. Everything this- up until now, scrap it and let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> the project that is my life, put it in the bin yeah. and we're starting from scratch. No, but... um. You're so right. Like, they actually, the fact that I, I haven't even, it didn't even occur to me until you just said it. We haven't seen each other. Everything that we've done for this podcast Crazy. has been done remotely. But it does show you that when you are doing something you enjoy, or if you really want to get something done, you can do it, even in the most trying of circumstances. And like, I'm sure if we listen back to the first few episodes, the recordings of the quality, probably we've gotten better thanks to Darren Lee, who'll be on the episode later. Um, has gotten better because we've gotten better at it. But the first time, I will say for the first episode when we were recording, when I was editing with Darren and basically me watching Darren edit and curse, um, it was horrendous. Like we were there for like two hours. It was horrendous. <laughs> I hate the sound of my own voice more than I do now. But um, yeah, I, it, you know what? I have to say, anyone listening, right? This is going to be a New Year's episode. Um, New Year's, we're talking about New Year's resolutions because they're so fad diet heavy. But... This one, we want to kind of concentrate a bit more, trying to change New Year's resolutions a bit and actually pat yourself on the back of stuff that you did well this year. And like me, as me and Connor's, Connor just said, we have a smash hit podcast. Household no one name. can deny it. Household name. <laughs> Household name. Um, and if people stick you- around until later on in the show, I have a very interesting technique for really um giving yourself a great chance at sticking to your new year's resolutions so stick around Ooh. to hear that are you, is that are you, are you not, i are you have all of the answers grace for just <laughs> 49.99 they could be yours <laughs> yeah i can't believe it connor um i didn't know you were selling something on the show i'm a guru okay i'm a guru anyway okay new year's resolutions connor are you a fan of new year's resolutions Just a quick one i'm a big fan of Uh, goal setting and kind of having things to aim for throughout the year. Um, Over the years, I've kind of, you know, had a lot of ups and downs like the average person with, you know, you make the resolutions and they're hard to stick to and then you feel like crap and a failure for not sticking to them and all that. I feel like I've, 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 I've gotten better at it over the years and definitely in recent years at kind of like managing my expectations, but still also kind of aiming for the things I want to achieve. Um, but and, and at the start of every year, I will sit down like with a notebook and kind of just look at the different areas of my life, my, my you know, career, my health, my, yeah. I, I don't know, uh, travel, things like that and see what's possible this year. And um, not many of those things were achieved in 2020 for various <laughs> yeah. reasons. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but still, it's I think it's always important to have goals and to be able to adapt to whatever's going on in, in your life. Yeah, I think, well, 2020 it was obviously a big one because like it showed, there was a viral video went around of a woman who read her New Year's resolutions from 2019 and they were, it was it's hysterical if you can find it online, it's really, really good. But 2020 just show you that like no matter how hard you really plan, like it'll blow up in your face, but you can make some good stuff from the wreckage yes. <laughs> of that <laughs> as well. But I wanted to, let's go a little bit into the history of New Year's resolutions game before we start talking about our ones. So, the history of the New Year's resolution. And um, the ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. Yeah, 4,000 years ago, okay? 
You thought you were unique. You're not unique at all, Connor. Okay. This I thought it was 4, like years. 50 years max, like the 50 what, year Coca- Babylonians. <laughs> like say 50 years ago, Coca-Cola and the Babylonians were like, listen, we yeah. need a new marketing technique. Yeah. Okay. They were also the first to have like to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. Though for them, the new year began not in January, but mid-March um, when the crops were planted. Okay. Okay. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during a massive 12 day religious festival known as, and I'm going to bur- butcher this. Sorry, Babylonians. Yes, you are. Akatu, Ak- <laughs> the Babylonians crowned a new king um, or reaffirmed their loyalty to, to the reigning king. They also made promises to the gods to pay their debts and return any objects they had borrowed. These promises could be considered as the forerunners for New Year's resolutions. If the Babylonians kept their word, their gods would bestow favour on them for the coming New Year. If they didn't, they'd fall out of their gods' favour. Not a place you want to be. So what you're saying is they also had like celebrities and influencers that they were trying to impress and copy even 4,000 years ago. Their gods were our version of Instagram, is essentially, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what they considered their gods, was them being like, I need to get as many likes off my god as possible. So, apparently, the history of New Year's resolutions continued in ancient Rome. The old Romans, who doesn't love them? Emperor Julius Caesar, my man, introduced a new calendar in 46 BC, which declared January 1st as the start of the new year. This new date honoured Janus, like anus with a J, <laughs> a, t- a two-faced god. That's how it's spelt. I'm just, because my pronunciation yeah, might yeah. be a little off. Yeah. So J anus, a two-faced god who symbolically looked back into the previous year and forwards into the new year. The Romans would offer sacrifices to Janus and make promises of good behaviour for the year ahead. New Year's resolutions were also made in the Middle Ages, Knights would renew their vow of chivalry by placing their hands on a live or roasted peacock. The annual yep. peacock vow would take place at the end of the year as a resolution to maintain their knighthood values. Jesus. Yeah, I know. A live or roasted peacock. Either or. Either or. <laughs> Either or. Listen, imagine one guy, like one knight shows up, listen, I did have time to roast the bloody thing. Okay, yeah. we're doing well, it live. Well, let's do it live. Yeah. Let's just do it live. <laughs> let's just do it live. Um, yeah, That's actually so- where Comedy Central first started doing roasts as well. They were like touching the peacock. <laughs> so not only is this the history of the New Year's resolution, but it's also the history of Comedy Comedy Central's roasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, New Year's resolutions appeared to be common by the 17th century. So in 1671, wow. New Year's Scottish writer Anne Hawkett wrote a diary entry that contained several pledges such as, I will not offend anymore. Okay, she wrote in her diary on January 2nd and titled the page Resolution. So this is going back quite a while. Wow, man. But for early Christians, the first day of the new year became the traditional occasion for thinking about one's past mistakes. Total Christianity, Catholicism move. Not about like trying to be a new person, just considering your old mistakes. Just Um, guilting yourself into change. Okay, I like it. Absolutely. And they would resolve and like want to better themselves for the future. Okay. Amazing. Um. Also, they started doing kind of like on New Year's as a as an instead of like going out and celebrating the New Year's and having a rock sale time. Um, in seventeen forty, English clergyman John Weasley, um, considered the covenant renewal service 
would be held on New Year's Eve. And this would basically be where they do like watch night services where they'd read from the scriptures, sing hymns, basically an alternative to having any crack on New Year's. Okay? Sounds like a bit of a um, session. They're singing songs. They're drinking a little bit of that altar wine. Buddy if Christ. they're getting any of that altar wine. <laughs> Buddy, I like that. That it's like a DJ at the service, like, <laughs> Buddy Christ! <laughs> Welcome to Mass. Welcome to Mass this New Year's Eve. <laughs> the Body of Christ. Um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where, you know, Christianity brought it in and, you know, dampened okay. it, but that's where New Year's came. They love getting their hands on pretty much everything, don't they? They're like, yeah, let's Christians. make, let's do this, except make it Christian. Let's make it Jesus. Any- Anytime that you hear Christianity took over a certain celebration, it always went from they were out all night in the forest, having the crack, like yes. riding. And then Christians came in and were like, well, we love all of that, except we took all the fun out of it. And we just sat yeah. and had a pray. By 1802, the tradition of making and failing to keep New Year's resolutions was common enough that people satirized the practice. Walker's Hibernian magazine wrote a series of joke resolutions such as Statesmen have resolved to have no other object in view than the good of their country. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, those statesmen are godless. They are so godless. A Boston newspaper from 1813 featured the first recorded use of the phrase New Year Resolution. The article states, And yet I believe there are multitudes of people accustomed to receive injunctions of New Year Resolutions who will sin all the month of December with a serious determination and beginning the new year with new year resolutions and new behaviour and with the full belief that they shall thus expiate and wipe all their former faults. That's literally what I say to myself every single New Year's Eve. That's you know, a I mantra, that mantra. Yeah, an absolute mantra. And um, despite the tradition's religious r- roots, New Year's resolutions today are mostly a secular practice. So instead of making promises to gods, most people make resolutions only to themselves and focus purely on self-improvement, which may explain why they're actually so hard to keep and follow through on. According to recent recent research, at least 40% of people in the United States set New Year's resolutions, while 22% of people in the UK aim for self-improvement with a resolution. While the research also shows that 80% of people break their resolutions by the first week of February and only 8% are successful in achieving their goals at all. Another one that I actually saw that was quite crazy statistic was (laughs) the uptake of like gym memberships is it like gym member, basically gyms make most of their money in January. People taking crazy, you know, really expensive, you know, gym memberships and stuff like paying in, right? 67% 67% of them go unused. Wow, that's incredible. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah, so you've got a lot of people basically, because a lot of gyms will get you to pay for the year up front. Yeah. So they kind of know like, hey, if you stick to it, great, good for you. But if you don't come ever again, that's fine. We've got your money. So don't worry, but your money may- is safe with us. <laughs> Invest your money in this treadmill in our gym and we'll keep it. <laughs> Yeah. And you'll never arrive. But they make most. And then if a lot of people aren't showing up, they still have that money. They're still making it off you. It's a funny thing because like, I just think that people always think I'm the only one who does this. But actually, yes. when you see the statistics, these things te- seem to be set- setting you up for failure. And I think it kind of feeds into this idea that we've talked about in the past as well, where 
when you feel like you're investing in a new regime, whether it's, you know, expensive yeah. diet pills or workout clothes or a gym membership, you feel like you're investing in yourself and therefore you'll stick to it. But sometimes yeah. the weirdly, no matter what kind of wages you're on, sometimes the money can be the easiest thing to part with. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, quick, I'll just throw uh, money that I don't yeah. have at this thing and then run away. <laughs> just run <laughs> exactly. away from and in fact, the running away is probably the most benefit you're getting yes. out of the diet and exercise yes. that you were. No, it's so true. For some reason, you the actual paying of it makes you think that you're doing it. I think it's yeah. done. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I pay for it. So, like just... yeah. Well, okay. There was So when looking up the statistics, right, can you, okay, can you just even guess, right? Say, say the top three. What do you think the top three New Year's resolutions are for anyone? Like okay. the most popular. Okay, well, like I would say eating healthy, going to the gym, quitting smoking, maybe. You are. That is ridiculous. That is spot on. Are you serious? Okay, so, oh my God, it's spot on. Okay. <laughs> this is what I find so funny, right? I was looking at, I was looking at this. It just made, it made, it was so sad. This one is now specific for Ireland, but uh, there's like the ones, in the, when I looked then worldwide, it was pretty much the same deal. Every, every single country had the same exact new year's resolution wow being the top one and the first one would be lose weight and like the fact that that was the top one for every country okay it was the top one by far so it would be like in 2014 for the irish one okay it was like 28 percent of people who were making new year's resolutions said losing weight was their top one okay but when i looked at the states it was like something like 56 percent like basically losing weight, not only was the top one, but it was the top one by far the highest percentage of people were going for it. Then it was get fit, then giving up smoking. But the bottom one, <laughs> the bottom one was like spend more time with my family. And, <laughs> and that just made me so sad. Because oh I was like, God, we actually put... We put such a high emphasis on yeah. the way we look that actually spending time with our loved ones was at the bottom of the list of all the things we want to achieve. It was and, it ironically, and it was for every country. Like yeah. ironically, a lot of people are probably trying to lose weight so their families will love them more. You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So in a yeah. roundabout way, it is to spend more time with their loved ones. It's just we can't we can't state just, that out loud. There'll just be less of you to spend time with your <laughs> yeah. loved ones. That's the way you have to look at it. But it, it was cr- the percent, like it really made, it really put in, reinforced the idea that we've continually talked about, which is that diet culture is so rampant that we, th- before even getting healthy, it was lose weight. Lose right. weight was the top one. Okay. Then maybe get, then exercise more was the second. But then under that was actually being healthier. So it wasn't even like... Sure, it was the being priority. Being healthy. Yeah, being healthy being the priority. It was losing weight is the priority. And that is incredibly scary because I was like, so is there any place in the world where people think they look good, are happy in their bodies? Because <laughs> we're all just... Are we essentially... Like, who is the... What are we trying to all get to? Is there one body that we're like, that's the body... We should all be that body because I'm 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 kind of confused now about why we all think we're such messes. I wonder what people who are already in really good shape put as their New Year's resolutions. Do they just have yes. free free headspace to think about 
you know, oh, well, I've, I've nailed that. That was my New Year's resolution like 10 <laughs> years ago and I've nailed that. So now I'm going to focus on, I don't know, taking over the world. Or do they just have some other kind of insecurity that's been drilled into them throughout their life oh. that they're like, well, I'm going to sort that out this year. I want to know what The Rock's New Year's resolution is. Like, is his New Year's resolution like to have like three more muscles on his back that didn't yeah. exist before? Like, I want to know, like, does he want an extra buttocks or something? Like, I want to know what his... <laughs> an extra New- because, <laughs> yeah, like, Well, the man's building so much muscle, I'm sure he could make an extra buttocks from the muscle, <laughs> the spare muscle he has. But like, yeah, you're so right. Like, what are their New Year's resolutions? But the funny thing is, people who also tend to be, and this is how destructive body dysmorphia all this sort of thing the people who are even in that great great shape still go oh i but i want to be i want to be able to not only like hold up a like an insane barbell but i want to be able to like you know dance while doing it they all are they're like i want my my like bicep to be twice the size that it is everyone has something uh, there's no you're i i have yet to meet someone who's like no do you know i'm fit and i'm just happy to be at this place and just i'm just happy the way i look right now no change is necessary everyone and if you're listening yeah if you're listening and you do feel like that's delighted for you yeah everyone is chasing that second buttocks that's you know (laughs) it would be very handy to have a spare buttocks i will say like you know when you sit for too long and your your bone oh, stop. goes yeah. dead you could just get the spare one out and you know that's going to be my new year's resolution in. now thanks for implanting yeah. that seed yeah and you yeah. know i think the the frustrating thing about it is like 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 you say for everyone there probably are people who are in really great shape who after christmas after the year you know yeah. uh go well First thing is got to get back to the gym, got to get yeah. back to my my desired shape or fitness yeah. level. And it just so happens that this time period comes right after a month of being bombarded with yeah. um, treat yourself this Christmas, you know, feast, yeah. uh, overeat. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're yeah. encouraged to stuff your oh, face. Oh, you're completely encouraged to overeat, which is actually not a good thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like enjoy yourself, indulge is fantastic. Mm-hmm. To indulge, everyone should indulge at some point in their day, life, year. Yeah. But like to actually be like, stuff yourself to the point of discomfort is not a great yeah. thing to say to anyone. You know? Exactly. Because because I think there is probably also a bit of a thought in the back of the head going, oh, well, sure, you know, I can do whatever I want now, as in I can go overboard yeah. now over Christmas, because in January, from January 1st, it's off the drink, it's off the smokes yeah. and it's back to the gym yeah. and eating salads for as long as yeah. I can handle it. Yeah. And like, I think, do you know what? You are describing exactly my mentality. Totally. Of, of, of like, like when I hit that New Year's, I am literally like, and then tomorrow, I, I won't even be able to spell chocolate, let alone look at it ever again. Like I'm not touching it for the Mm -hmm. next, for until the day I die. That mentality is so sick. Actually, one thing I want to bring up, because I saw this online, I thought was so funny, just because we were talking about the rock and stuff. Say like if you were out there and you asked a lot of women who's their like ultimate, I don't know, figure that people look up to. At the sure. moment, it's the Kardashians. The Kardashians okay. have, the last like 10 years, the Kardashians have changed the ideal body type. And I say ideal with like inverted commas there. But you know what I mean? It's it, yeah. it's the way things have been updated. Kim Kardashian, like there was a thing that went viral where she like um, commented on some girl's Instagram. And it was like, I think she's like a, a soap actress. 
but she has these like really cool like cool but she has very like toned legs like built toned legs sure. right and Kim Kardashian was like oh my god I'm so jealous of your legs they're gorgeous I'm constantly trying to build my legs and nothing and the girl was like oh thanks a million and now listen that's a nice little exchange okay. between two women sure. who don't know each other but what I was like oh even you yes even you who we are who we deem the ideal in our mm-hmm. society are like, oh yeah, there's a part of my body I hate. Like we're all chasing something that is just not, you know what I mean? Like realistic. Yeah. I thought um, that story was going to end with this poor woman being like killed by an angry mob of internet trolls and her legs were like <laughs> stolen oh. and given to Kim Kardashian. Are you sure oh, well, that's like, not what happened? She, well, I mean, she hasn't been seen again. And yeah. I don't know about oh, you, yeah. but Kim, Kim Kardashian's legs are looking amazing these I'm, days. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I am getting those legs for Kim Kardashian. She gets what she wants, okay? Yeah. She's earned it, okay? She's had a yeah. tough year. Um, her husband didn't become president. That's a very tough thing to, <laughs> a bitter pill to swallow. Um, actually, a friend of mine, we're going to go into the New Year's stories here, but a friend of mine reached out and said um, that her personal trainer sent her a message to say, when, when she found out we were talking about this, to say that last um, New Year's, her personal trainer was out on a night out um, on New Year's at, at one minute past 12 on the 1st of January. She got a text from a new client asking when she can go, when she can set up a, a session with her. And I'm her outside was, right now. <laughs> yeah. And your, your personal trainer was like, I'm in a club right now. Like, oh my she was God. like, part of her was like, I admire your commitment, but also like, I hear this is taking the piss. It's one yeah. minute past midnight and you're like, I need a session now. Got to get that's, in shape. That's the absolute kind of um, concentrated uh, experience of so many people. You know, it's just, that's yeah. just the epitome of uh, the desperation that it's like, as soon as it goes past midnight, I'm, everything's changing. I'm throwing stuff in the yeah. bin. I'm booking my gym appointment. And I think it um, it's reflective of this thing from our, our Bible, our diet culture Bible, the the anti-diet, the book by Christy yes. Harrison, which is a yeah. top recommendation for anyone who's really you know, worried about their weight or how they can move forward in the new year. But um, she talks about the last supper mentality, you know, and it's this idea that, OK, I'm going on a diet on Monday. So on Sunday, it's just I'm just going to go all out. I'm just yeah. going to eat everything in the fridge. I'm going to get takeaway. I'm going to eat all the stuff that yeah. I won't be able to eat over the next few weeks or for the rest of my life. <laughs> and yeah. you end up kind of binging and eating too much and eating not great foods. And then yeah. you feel like crap the next day, which is the first day of your like healthy life. And, you know, we all know kind of how it goes. Do you ever feel, uh, I want to ask you this, because I've done that many a time. The Last Supper oh, yeah. could describe literally my last 31 years of my life. It totally. has been The Last Supper. Um, do you ever, did you ever binge eat so much that the next morning you'd actually feel a bit hungover? Like, is it oh, like, yeah. I wouldn't have drank, but it's like I felt yes. hungover. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah, and there's probably some sort of sugar come down happening yeah. there. You know, your body's in overdrive digesting all of that like cardboard yeah. that you ate. Um, you know, yeah, the, 50, so. the 50 shades of beige that I ate last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always call it. Whenever, like, you know, when you order a pizza and it's like yeah. wedges, chips, I'm like, oh, yeah. 50 shades of beige. Like, it's, it's literally all the same color. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I genuinely remember that feeling of actually feeling hungover. And yes. that's the fun. That is, January is the hangover of December because we are all trained. Totally. And this is the first Christmas, might I add, because of that book, the anti-diet book, this is the first Christmas where I'm not really doing the binging of eating. Yeah, I'm me really too. Enjo- 
I'm really enjoying like I, I have a cheese platter that I got um, a few really nice cheeses in and um, because I'm in my 30s now and that's what I that's my big wild night that's your treat night. that's my treat but I'm really looking forward to that later and yeah. like a bottle of red wine but usually that would be like and and on top of that yes. I'll get like a deep fried cheesecake and I'll you know like get a <laughs> river of chocolate in. but I'm like now I'm just like, oh, that's going to be so much fun later. Can't wait to eat it. But I don't have that mentality of, well, then I better do a 20K tomorrow. And then on top of that, sure, if I'm going to have the cheese, I might as well get 20, you know, pizzas in or whatever as well. Like, I just had this image of you on Christmas Day waving a big truck into your your front garden going, <laughs> just back it up here, guys. The river of chocolate. It's, imagine it's like the Coca-Cola truck. I'm just imagining yeah. the, the Santa Coca-Cola truck. And I'm like, beep, beep. Just, just yeah. pour it just hook it to my veins guys come yeah. on come on <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree and I, like it's funny that you said that because I think in recent years you know like when you're a kid at Christmas it's such a magical time of yeah. food you know yeah. <laughs> there's mallows there's cakes there's roses there's yeah. biscuits there's crisps there's cans of coca-cola yeah. there's stuff that maybe you're not allowed normally have at midnight on a wednesday you know but yeah 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 you know, yeah you're allowed but, to stay up and watch the toy show you know what i mean all exactly, this sort of stuff you're allowed to do that yeah exactly so there's so much of that stuff around food as well and nowadays when you're an adult you can you don't have to like wait for your parents to like yeah. buy a box of chocolates or something like that you can go yeah. to the shop and buy boxes of biscuits and pringles and all that crap and I think in previous years, I've kind of had this almost panic, panicked kind of uh, mentality where coming up to Christmas, I'll be like, well, I'm not going to be able to eat, you know, X, Y, Z, roses, crisps and all that sort of stuff in the new year. So I better get that stuff now. And you end, and then yeah. other people in your house buy it as well or someone yeah. gives it to you as a gift. And next thing you're like saddled with all of these like, you know, boxes of chocolates and stuff yeah. like that. And you're like, well, I yeah. better, I guess I better dispose of these the only way I know how. Uh, oh yeah, I better get rid of them. They have to be out of my house before, before this. And I mean like, I'm like Cinderella. I'm like, the, I'm like the inverse of Cinderella where it's like at midnight, I'm going to turn into Cinderella before that I am the pumpkin. Like I, you know what I mean? But you're, you feel like I need to get rid of, I'm basically the bin and I need to get rid of all this before the clock strikes 12 and I'm into the new year. I'm like, Um, I'm like a Coke dealer flushing their stash down the toilet when the (laughs) FBI are outside, you know, I'm just like, quick, (laughs) shovel it into my mouth, destroy all the evidence. (laughs) The new years is, are the FBI. (laughs) They're coming, they're coming for you. Uh, one other thing I want to say, because I, I thought it was so interesting that you mentioned, you know, when you were a kid, and th- that magical time. If you were also a child, magical. If you're also a child who had weight problems or get, had weight um, or was a fat child, let's just say it as I was. Christmas was probably the one time you weren't judged for eating. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, totally. adults wouldn't say, adults wouldn't say anything about what you yeah. ate. They wouldn't mention how much you were eating because you were allowed to eat as much as the other children without judgment. Yes. So oh my God. A, Nail on the fucking head, Grace. Nail on like the it, head. And it's it, like thinking back, it used to just be a time where I was like, oh, no one's going to say, God, Grace is a bit stout or, or you should yeah. put her on a diet. And by the way, adults would say that around me. I just think oh, adults, totally. particularly in the 80s and 90s, for some reason thought children were deaf and couldn't hear them when they talked about them around them. But like... <laughs> Christmas January was, along with like maybe Easter when you got your Easter eggs, was the only time you were allowed to be like with the other children without comment. Um, And I think if a lot of kids who have weight issues or 
whatever, or fat children or just bigger children tend to be bigger adults, you know, yes. whatever, whether it's your body type or whatever, or you get stuck in this whole diet culture cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But you never get to trust your body or be allowed to be the person you are because you're a bigger person or you're a fat person. So no one likes that in society. I like that, by the way. I'm just saying that's the attitude. So, you know, when you become an adult, it's like that time of year again where it's okay for you to actually be like, oh, I'm allowed to eat. I'm allowed to do what other people do and I'm allowed to enjoy it without judgment because everyone's doing it. Well, I think that's that's such a so well said and I really appreciate you saying that. And I, I relate to that so much and I know so many people will relate to that as well. And it, it also just made me think like even every now and again, I'll just remember something some weirdo adult said to me when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, if I said that to a kid now, I would be trending on Twitter in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were they playing at? (laughs) There was a different standard to parenting in the 80s and 90s than there is now. Like now, listen, I do think for some reason, and we're we're still bad at it, but for some reason we thought it was okay to comment on a child's weight and appearance in front of the child. Oh, yeah. And actually, I had aunties and uncles say it to my parents. And like, by the way, like they weren't doing it maliciously. They thought they were doing the right thing. I'm not... But you know what I mean? Like, I just remember people being like, oh, she's very big, isn't she? Or she, you know, like, and... Or they'd say it to you. Oh, you're very big for your age, aren't you? Yeah. What? Or like, literally, one time I got, what age are you? And I was like, oh, I'm 11. And they were like, oh, God, you, you, yeah, very big for 11. And I was like, okay, thank you. You're like, they're like, what age are you? You're like, I'm 11. And they're like, oh, I thought you were 14 stone. I mean, 14. (laughs) you looked 14 stone I meant 14 years old my apologies (laughs) I meant I meant you're fat I meant to say I I mean (laughs) sorry I meant you offend my eyes no I mean (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no I remember one time this is like this is (laughs) one time I was I was doing Irish dancing at the time oh no way I didn't know you did Irish dancing oh sure like every child I don't know I feel like every child at like like seven eight (laughs) nine to do Irish dancing well I feel deprived now I feel deprived of Irish dancing what did you what what were you doing I was just getting beaten up in various sports around (laughs) Ireland you know send Connor down to rugby and let them beat him up for a few weekends and then he'll give that up and then you know send it to GAA and you know get beaten up <laughs> so did you try did you try ga- did you try hurling as well like what oh god no you- jesus no i think they knew i think they saw me coming and they're like no nah, no they just you know maybe let him watch a musical or something like that he'll be happy enough there <laughs> i like the thought of you on the pitch and every time the ball comes you just burst into song <laughs> um yeah no i did irish dancing but i remember one time i went over to a neighbor's house with my mum and uh to borrow her daughter's irish dancing uniform by the way to anyone who no Irish dancing uniforms cost a ton of money and I, I was have doing a really like, bad feeling about where this story's gone <laughs> oh so anyway right the daughter was older than me so the assumption was I would fit into oh, her no. dress because I think I was like eight and she was like 14 anyway it didn't fit and in the kitchen they had maybe put it on in the kitchen no. with her da- the daughter watching the mum watching oh, my mum watching didn't fit and then in front of me the, the, the neighbour turned to my mum and went you need to put her on a diet. Oh, that's that's so traumatic for for a person. Yeah, like I was like, cool, this is good. <laughs> My life is going well. But like, you know, all of that stuff, it's a weird thing where I'm like, 
I feel like even now, I just now won't comment on anyone's weight. Same. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. Like, where for, I don't care. I will not comment on your weight. Like, what's the point? Even yeah. if someone is skinny, I, I find it weird. I, th- I think the same thing happens to very skinny people where people feel okay to go, oh, you need to put on weight. Like, you need to add something to your bones. Like, it's not an okay thing to say to anyone. People are obsessed with what they think is right for someone else's weight and body type. And it, yeah. it does feel like a bit of a one size fits all. And, you know, what's more is like, you could like, affect someone's diet progress by saying by even by even think giving them what you think is a compliment you know you could say yeah oh you know you've lost weight or like or like how much weight have you lost or whatever and they're like trying yeah. to kind of do it under the radar and they've like lost a few pounds yeah. and then they can kind of go you can kind of have this adverse reaction where people will go oh yeah everyone's telling me I look great so I don't have to diet anymore. You know, I know that's yeah. down to the, that's <laughs> yeah, down to the yeah. individual at the end of the day. It is. But it's so funny. Yeah. But actually, you know, I always remember this. That, um, I was working in 2FM at the time when Louise McSharry was diagnosed with cancer. And um, and she talked about this afterwards. But the, she said the amount of people who complimented me on my weight loss. Oh, God. Yeah. And I've been yeah. diagnosed with cancer. And, she, and I was like, yeah, you actually have no Jesus idea. This Christ. weird thing. That's what I mean. The number one New Year's resolution is lose weight. It is not be healthy yes that there is a difference between losing weight and being healthy like people have consistently people are just obsessed about the look not actually about the health and that's the the issue anyway listen i'm going to go into a few new year's stories to um (laughs) a few of my past new year's stories (laughs) sorry i i i went around to a few people like um and a few things that came back always uh, you know we asked people like what is you know past new year new year's diets and exercise you've bought into out of pure pressure you know what i mean um a lot of them said gym memberships that was the biggest one gym memberships and you're paying huge amounts you go and also by the way the gym in january is a nightmare oh god yeah you cannot get a class you cannot like it's actually the gyms are they take on too many memberships you end up kind of not being even able to comfortably work out. And now, obviously, with COVID, things are going to change quite a bit because you can't have so many people packed into one room. But gym memberships were number one. Challenges, 30-day challenges. This is a big one. So, of course, you come into January, you start the 30-day challenge. Now, I once did a squat challenge for 30 days. I, like, couldn't feel my my lower part of my body after, like, day 10. Like, I was like, it's not natural that I would do, like, a thousand squats in, like, three days. After having done none the previous month. Yeah, like, you know, my poor legs. Like, I just felt like I woke up one day and I was, like, banging my legs to try and wake them up. No. What was the... what was the goal like was it doing like 10 every day or do one the first day or no it would no it was like build you do like 50 like every day (laughs) oh you do like like the first day you might do 30 or no you do like three sets of 30 and then the next day you maybe do like two sets of 50 no i'm telling you connor by the end it was like 200 squats (laughs) like it was insane like i said like i don't like I felt like I was I'd have to like I'd be wheelchairing my way into day 30 like I couldn't feel my legs oh my god and they have these 30 day challenges with everything so like one of my friends does um, yoga 30 day yoga challenge which by the way sounds like a nice challenge you know pick up some yoga every day Yeah. but she did say the videos because they're like a YouTube thing she said the number of drop offs from day one to day four you know what I mean like as in like everyone comes in going because like by the way this idea that like 30 days like your January you have a life 
Like just because you have a resolution doesn't mean that it should take over that you you get to be like, oh well, I have to do thirty days so I can just pretend I don't have kids and like you know what I mean? No wonder people aren't spending time with their families, like (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, can't make your soccer practice, I gotta do some squats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I haven't seen I haven't seen my loved ones for a year, but my ass (laughs) (laughs) I have a second buttock. I have a Second anus now because my anus. so toned <laughs> like the two faced Roman god Janus. I have a second anus. I have grown um, a new artist. <laughs> um, yeah, so the thirty day challenge is very big in January as well. And um, other ones, obviously, personal trainers get. Uh, I'd imagine their busiest time is January. Totally getting getting texts at one minute past midnight on uh, New Year's Eve. Um. <laughs> The next one that I found very interesting, and this is one that I got, <laughs> buying a Wii Fit. Oh, yeah. So I bought a Wii Fit one year. It was when it came out. I, I remember it costing 129 euro. Okay. I remember that very distinctly in my head. I used it three times. Like I oh, used no. it three times. Yeah. Three times. And like I was doing, I think I was playing tennis. And I was like, I'd rather just play tennis than play tennis on this. Like I was just what, like... Do you know what I mean? It was a weird one. And then I just sort of did a dance mat on it. Like it was very, very little. A lot of people who I asked said they used the Wii Fit maybe once or twice for actual exercise and then just played Super Mario Kart after that. At the start of this, at the start of the pandemic, we got a PlayStation Move, you know, and it's basically like a Wii Fit for the PlayStation. And uh, there was this fitness game, EA Sports fitness game that came with it. And this is a game that came out a few years ago, but it has like, you know, it comes with like, you know, motion detectors and heart monitors and stuff that you yeah. wear while you do your workouts. And like, I started off on like, and I was like, this is great. You know, I can't go to the gym, you know, want to get in shape while I'm in the lockdown and all. Um, And I started off on like the lowest level, you know, to ease myself into it. Okay. The next day, I could barely walk, Grace. I was <laughs> in bits. What were they like, doing? I, there was... Like, I got ripped a, a new anus. <laughs> <laughs> I have to spend all my time taking care of the second buttocks. It's just, yeah. it's really time consuming. But I, whatever, like, I mean, you name it. Like there was, there was jump rope exercises, which is a, a okay. favorite of mine, as we know. Yeah. Uh, there was, there was squats. There was, um, you know, sit-ups. There was just all of those kind of body weight yeah. kind of exercises that you could think of. There was weights. There was things with weights. But it was literally like a 40 minute video game workout. And I think what happens as well is the motion detectors on them are not the best like i mean they work yeah. but sometimes yeah. they don't pick you up so you might have to do the same like 20 sit-ups to like you know uh let the the thing right. that you get your targets and move on to the next level of the game essentially so you could be like you could be there doing like 100 sit-ups when you're like only trying to get 20 done or something like that you know yeah yeah but i swear to god like i used it once because it destroyed me physically this was like day one beginner i haven't been working out in weeks months probably and yeah. uh i could not walk for like a week maybe two weeks i was in bits and i was just like yeah, yeah. Fuck that. i'm not gonna do that again because th- it's only gonna get harder in levels you know but see this is the thing as well that i that i hate with exercise we were talking about this before this idea that that's level one and there's yeah. right 40 minutes of torture and you're like yeah. actually why don't we start off nice and slow here and maybe do fucking two squats yeah <laughs> Like my friend, by the way, just pulled her back. She went to the gym for the first time, obviously during the second lockdown, the gyms are back open now. So she had not, had not been in about two weeks. She went to p- pick up a really heavy weight and pulled her back. And you know, when you're like, Fuck I know that sounds so simple, but like 
you if you have not been moving and then yeah. go straight into trying to do something crazy, you're going to hurt yourself. That's nuts. Okay, so yeah, so we Fit being a big one, people saying that they only used it a few times to like play tennis and then ended up playing Super Mario Kart, which is, by the way, great game. Um, <laughs> one that I did, oh God, I actually can't believe I did this. And I only remembered last night because a friend reminded me because she did it as well. I got a body wrap. What? Right? What's that? To lose, to lose weight. So basically a body wrap is like, it's it's like go, you go to a spa, right? I've and had it done. You, I've had it done. No, you haven't. I have had have it you? done. Yeah. <gasps> Connor, are you joking? Uh, Like a seaweed mud bath kind of thing? Yes. So yeah. yes, it's like a seaweed mud bath thing, right? And cling they put film. You in like, yeah, with not cling, well, it's not really cling film. Oh my God, I can't believe you did this. Okay, so it's like herbal <laughs> ingredients, exfoliates, moisturizer, blah, blah, blah. And then they wrap you up. For me, it was like almost like being wrapped up in like um, a gauze or something, right? Okay. And like very, they very tightly wrap you up, okay? Um, to increase your internal core temperature, right? Okay. And basically, it's like you have to drink a lot of water beforehand because essentially you're going to become like dehydrated. But it's water weight you, you lose. Honestly, no way. Not actual body fat. So <laughs> this one thing I read, by the way, this cost me so much money. I had to go in like four times to do it. What? This... Oh yeah. So okay. It was, okay. It was, it was it was different to the thing I did, but it was similar. <laughs> you were saying it's like it was like some back street thing. I was in a proper spa. I went four separate times. So basically, <laughs> oh, they also asked you not to drink any alcohol, which I didn't do. <laughs> like, listen, I'm really, I'm willing, I'm willing to like wrap my body up in some sort of weird gauze, but I'm not willing to not have a glass of wine. So, we're like a mummy, basically. Yeah, like you're lying there, like you're like you're stuck there for like I think it was like thirty minutes. I couldn't even wow. like. I wasn't able to drink anything, go to the toilet. I couldn't move my arms. I had such a lie there. And um, one thing I look when I looked it up, <laughs> there's no evidence that a body wrap will help you lose weight. You were may you looking be dead this up you- while you were wrapped up. You're like, oh man, <laughs> come on! How, I couldn't even move my hands. How could I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> While you may be down a few pounds after using one, this is mainly due to water lo- loss. As soon as you hydrate and eat, the number on the scale will go right back up. So there's no long lasting weight loss from these wrap sessions. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I just remember lying there and being like, I felt like I was a bloody taco or something. Like I was just lying there like a burrito. Just like, oh, I hope this works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was it and then you left with like mud on your neck and up and down your arms and that was it like you know I, and i paid i think i paid oh god i think i paid 150 quid for all four sessions or each time i'm pretty sure all four sessions no. okay i had an experience where i was staying in a hotel for work for like seven weeks and it was this weird very strange period in my life but um I was I was on a workout. It was in the new year okay. and I was on a workout kind of regime. And I think was there there was a gym and in the hotel and, you know, I was eating as best I could. And I was probably losing some weight, but I was having lots of plateaus and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But I remember I went to the spa to get a massage because I was like, feck it, I'm working hard. I'm doing nothing else. So I'll have a yeah. massage. I had a massage. And then I read they also did this like spa treatment that was like, I can't remember what it was called. Some sort of wrap where they basically put like kind of like exfoliating type of like mud or seaweed yes, yeah, stuff yeah. all over your that body. That sounds exactly like mine, yeah. And then, and then but they literally wrap you in cling film. <laughs> <laughs> like 
<laughs> like yesterday's lunch, you know, like and and then they put and then I think they put blankets over you and stuff like that. And you're just sitting yeah. in this like, you know, salon and there's this like 20 year old like, you know, um, yeah. cos- cosmetology student just like looking at you going like, yeah, this is a bit strange. But um, they say it helps get rid of cellulite or cellulose or something like that, you know, like oh, Jesus, yeah. unsightly Nothing. belly fat. Nothing gets rid of cellulite, by the way. It's utter bullshit. Cellulite <laughs> well, de- well, is meant this, to be there. This definitely doesn't. This <laughs> revolutionary science. But I have to say, you know, it was fine. It was like, oh, I didn't feel like I was doing myself any danger or anything like that. I just felt yeah. like, yeah, this isn't going to work. But I think it was like 90 quid like for that one second. Yeah, no, it's it's really expensive. And you're getting nothing out of it bothered <laughs> you being wrapped up. You, I just felt like a burrito. Like I was like, I was there and I was like, I'm just like, you're just, it's basically like you're putting like mayonnaise on me and then like putting yes. me in a wrap. Yeah. I, I think I turned to the girl. I was like, oh, this is mad. I feel like a bit of a, a wrap or something. And she was just like deadly serious. Like that's not funny, you know. <laughs> this is not a time like, for jokes, Mr. Yeah. Dowling. We're here to make you better. Yeah. We're here to make you a better person. It's okay? thinking about raps like that that's gotten you to this situation in the first place. So <laughs> shut your mouth for once in your life. Do you want the cellulite gone or not? Because if you do, if you don't keep talking, but if you do, shut your trap. We can put okay. more on, Connor. We can put more on if, if that's what it's going to take. Yeah, I cannot believe you did that, Connor. That is yeah. so funny. We've never spoken about this before. Yeah, so did the body wrap. What a bunch of bollocks. Like, come on. Like, what a bunch of bollocks. Big old bunch of bullshit. New Year's resolutions. Okay, first, lose weight. Second, get fit. Third, meet my birth mother. Oh. What's the point of making resolutions anyway? Fear of failing, holding you back from losing weight. Yeah, why spend more money on diets when I'm just going to fail again? What a great question. Most diet programs use our society's irrational fear of fat to manipulate you into buying their product. But we here at Fear For Your Supper do things a little differently. Darling, dinner in five minutes, all right? I made three courses. Oh. My God, is that a man standing in my back garden? All right, mate, it's Judd. I'll go and drive through to get some chippy. Do you want anything? Oh, the kind of arm has just banged into me. Fear is nature's appetite suppressant. It's 100% natural and organic. Oh, my God, he's holding a chainsaw. Mate, I think this guy's trying to run me off the road. His carriage is literally, I will kill you. Because who has the time to eat when you are running for your life? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, he's had the chainsaw and me can't take off me cat! Man, man, he has a rocket launcher now! Man, is he even a rocket launcher at me? Fear for your supper. You'll be so scared for your life that you will literally forget to eat. <laughs> Okay, so Grace, I want to talk a little bit about some of the responses in the world that you'll see during the time of New Year's resolutions. Yes. So not only is January known for New Year's resolutions, it also happens to be a time where you can get the best and cheapest fast food deals 
of any other time in the year. Cafes and... In January. In January. Okay. So fast food, cafes and restaurants, this is the time where they go all out to try to get their customers back because if if the top resolutions worldwide are lose weight, eat healthy, go to the gym, that usually comes with a side of... I'm not going to fast food places. And I'll yeah, try my yeah. best to avoid saying uh, their names because I don't want to, I don't want to give them any advertisement because, yeah. you know, we've such a massive, like, following it. It would just overwhelm their business. Listen, absolutely. We can make or break them. We're like Oprah. We're like Oprah's book club. We can make a book or break a book depending That's- on our recommendations. <laughs> Um, so I, I think actually the first time I noticed this, I was in Dublin and I was buying um, some very fancy bread in December. Ooh. Very fancy, like sourdough, spelt, dark Ooh. rye, all all the loaves of bread. Yeah. And I remember talking to the guys who run a small artisan bakery and he said, January is our worst month for business because what do people give up in their oh. diets? Is bread, carbs. right? Yeah. People carbs, just, carbs. bread is the devil. Uh, as we know, um, after Christmas. So, so that got me thinking a little bit more. Then I started to notice, then I started to notice if you go to your mailbox, uh, your, as in your letterbox outside, your physical one, you will see from, from January 1st, you will see menus upon menus with discounts, two for one offers from pizza places, uh, takeaways, Chinese discounts, all this sort of thing, because they're ramping up their advertising. So what happens is like after a big month of spending and feasting over the holidays, it makes sense people are trying to spend less, eat less and eat healthier. But customer hungry fast food chains often see their steepest monthly sales declines and will do just about anything to lure their customers back. And I mean anything, right? So the fast food chain... I mean, I anything. Great. There's, there's, there's some guy in a van driving a- around just Outside your house up. right now. <laughs> he will do anything to get you into a chipper. <laughs> so, so, so many people um, resolve to uh, cook more meals at home and reduce the amount of meals purchased at restaurants. Um, so supermarkets and grocery stores actually expect a massive growth. Um, okay. of about 1.2% sales. I think that was in 2016, 2017. Yeah. That, those were the projected figures. It's probably going to be even more this year because yeah. the supermarket industries have like skyrocketed over uh, the pandemic and the restaurant yeah. industries have gone down so much, you know, so yeah. they really are struggling. Uh, and the restaurants end up spending something like 2.2% of their revenue on on marketing for these New Year's deals. Um, right. And uh, but but weirdly, uh, conversely, uh, health also sells. So one of the things you'll start to notice as well is that uh, businesses will start to pivot in the new year. So um, after after this month of it's the holidays, let's indulge type of marketing, you'll start to see things like refresh your menu and draw attention to your healthier options so remind diners that they will still be sticking to their resolution by eating at your establishment. So you'll start right. to see salads, smoothies, protein packed lunches. Yeah. yeah. Um, all for all for really, really low prices. So some of the deals and discounts that, that started in January 2020, just last year in Dublin alone, Italian restaurants, some of the more popular ones were offering 40% discounts. Some of them were offering 
buy one main course, get the second main course for one euro. Um, what? Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> what a, a great time to date, by the way. Can I just say? There you go. January, there's, there's... best time to ask someone out on a date to a restaurant because you are saving that dough, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, I didn't think of it like that. Uh, Thai restaurants in Dublin. Um, there's one in particular that's very popular. They were doing two course lunches for fourteen ninety five with paleo inspired sides. So you'll, oh my you'll see God. that constantly in places. Or they'll offer they'll offer free drinks or. Um, yeah. You know, the popular fast food places will say if you buy breakfast, we'll give you free coffee, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I love Kelly's, the paleo and paleo inspired is just like a slab of meat. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know like I mean? a, a yeah, chunk yeah, of yeah. meat with a cocktail stick in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paleo inspired. There's no there's no flavoring. <laughs> You're like, oh, delicious. <laughs> and some of the cafes and delis had this brilliant idea uh, to offer porridge, free porridge and fruit to under 18s. Oh, wow. Uh, which is like really positive thing. It's like give them that healthy breakfast. Yeah. But nothing comes for free. So once we get you in for the healthy breakfast, you'll see that we're selling chicken fillet rolls and wedges meal deal yeah. for like three yeah, euros yeah, or something. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, then. And the, and the porridge is deep fried. They're like, we've deep fried the porridge. <laughs> They're like, I mean, like it's porridge. We just didn't say how we cooked it. Like we and cooked the fruit it in are, Yeah. The fruit are fruit pastilles. So have uh, any fresh, <laughs> fresh fruit pastilles you want or skittles. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, establishments are known to offer groups of diners, um, kids eating free. Right. You know, so yeah. and, and, then, and that just made me kind of, you know, imagine the owners being like, how much could a kid eat? And then enter teenage Connor and Grace. And <laughs> just like, <laughs> You know that episode of The Simpsons where Homer is yeah. like at the all you can eat, <laughs> and he's like, "It's all you can eat fish." And then, and then they're like, yeah. "Tomorrow, what did you do when you left? When you we left went the fishing. restaurant, we went fishing." <laughs> <laughs> Completely, yeah. Like, oh, I, I always like to to push the boundaries when it comes to an all you can eat or <laughs> kids eat free. Did you ever go to the famous uh, all you can eat Pizza Hut lunch? in town no i never oh. i was never a pizza hook kid or anything like that well, no well it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it's all you can eat so you will be a pizza hut kid after going there yeah this was now this was i would have been going there like kind of in my early 20s so like this is like yeah. 10 years ago and i'd go with like groups of college friends and stuff and at lunchtime i think from like 12 till 3 p.m every you know every day for a while it was on um not Exchequer Street, but kind of around there, you know, where like Avoca and Pacino's and stuff are. Um, right. That street there. There used to be a pizza there. I think it's gone probably because I ate them out of business. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but they, they would just keep bringing out pizzas, all different types of pizzas and salads and pastas. And, and, like, just, and what, like what age? What was the age? Like just kids? Like No, no, for everyone. For everyone. What? Yeah. And all you can eat lunch. But it wasn't free. Like it was like you paid like 20 quid and free refills on all your Coke and uh, Fanta and all that. And it was insane. And you you would always come out of there feeling absolutely sick to to your stomach. But uh, I don't know what they had to gain from that. Probably just getting rid of like old stock that they needed to like chuck out. It's But it just shows you how obviously cheap that food is. Exactly. To produce that like what crap is in that food that like it's so cheap to produce that they're like, oh, get, fu- don't, uh, just give, give us 20 quid. You can have all of it. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're still making a ton of profit off this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's just, I think something I'd love people to be mindful of in the new year is, you know, if you are trying to stick to some sort of, um, you know, uh, eating regime for your health and you're, you'll be constantly bombarded with, uh, these deals yeah. that are just trying to get you to spend more money and eat stuff that might not necessarily be so healthy for you. But, you know, we are trying to like support restaurants and all that sort of thing as well. So it's a weird one because I think this is the issue, though, with diet culture is the mixed messaging all the time. Oh, totally. And I think that's what what we're like saying is like, listen, like one, I actually now I'm just totally against doing a New Year's resolution that has anything to do with weight loss. Mm-hmm. Or like being the vague getting fit. I think actually part of your New Year's resolution should be like clapping yourself on the back at all the excellent stuff you've achieved the year before and kind of going, yeah. what would I like to achieve that has nothing to do with my looks? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it should, you know, because like you are like the fact that it's always about your appearance just to me isn't good. It should be hopefully about something else. But like everyone, the world around you profits off you not being happy with the way you look. So that's what diet culture is. And like when it comes to the New Year's, the restaurants doing this, like it shows you how obsessed we are in this diet culture that restaurants get hit so badly because mm. we are all punishing ourselves for daring to in any way enjoy ourselves the month before. Like that's in, that's insane. Like, so it's okay to go into a restaurant and be like, by the way, just because, and this is something I want to drive home because I've read this a few times, just because you ate a lot on Sunday doesn't mean you're not allowed to eat on Monday. And just because you ate a lot in December does not mean you can't eat in January. Oh, you you couldn't possibly allow yourself to enjoy an entire month of your life because you enjoyed a month before. I think one of the things you pointed out that's really important, I think, is to start the new year with uh, looking back over the positives of the yeah. previous year and things you can build on, you know, and things that you want more of in your life. Because... I heard, I think I heard someone recently, it might've been in a film, but someone basically saying about when it, when it comes to aging, they felt like every year of their life, they would look at photos of themselves from the previous year and go, oh, I looked so much better than I do now. But they know that during that time, like when the photo was taken, they were going, I'm too, I'm too fat. I'm getting old. I don't like X, Y, Z about myself. So I think the message around that is, to try to enjoy yourself as in your yeah. body and everything that you can about yourself in the present because, yeah. you know, you don't want to be constantly looking back and going, oh, my better times were in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy your one anus that you have now. Maybe you'll get a second anus someday. <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully. But hopefully. No, but you're so right. Like this is, this is the whole point of this episode is that we were like, you know, fad diets are rife in in the new year people who are listening to this right now are probably doing a fast walk and planning the little they're going to eat tonight and planning the little they'll eat tomorrow and, and feel good about themselves because they've denied themselves when actually it's like it's okay to eat and it's okay to enjoy yourself and it's okay to look in the mirror actually at the moment and go geez don't I look great also to add to that, it's also okay for that person to be working out and, yeah. you know, eating yeah. more fruit and vegetables and salads and things like that. It's just look at the motivation and yes. how, it, how it makes you feel, really. Yeah, because the thing is, like, that's what I mean about even the binging of December isn't a good mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying my food now, but it also means that I, I 
I feel that then I don't need to like be like so restrictive in January. You can do whatever you want, but just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. And the right reasons are that actually it'll make you feel good, not just because, oh, well, I think I look like shit and everyone else think I look like shit. So I better do something about that. So Grace, at the start of the show, I mentioned that I wanted to mention something towards the end of the show that might help people with goal setting and achieving things they want to achieve over the course of the next year. I'm very excited by this, by the way, because you brought this. I, I didn't know you were even going to talk about this. Yeah. I feel like this is this is going to change my life. So I'm ready to take in what the advice you're going to give. So I love books, Grace. And there was a book that I read last year that was kind of revolutionary for me. Um, okay. It's called The 12 Week Year. Okay. Have you okay. ever heard about this book? No, I've never heard this in my life. Yeah. Basically, the idea of the 12 week year is about how individuals and organizations can benefit from avoiding the pitfalls of what's known as annualized thinking. Right. So this thing we've been talking about throughout the show where January is this intense all or nothing month. Yes. And then December at the end of the year when you're like worn out and tired is also this intense all or nothing month on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, and then everything between that uh, is just this like constant kind of ups and downs of the year, right? So race by avoiding the pitfalls of annualized thinking, you can break up your goals into three month or 12 month sections, right? Okay. It sounds very simple and I think it's kind of meant to be simple, right? So this yeah. helps you aim for more specific manageable targets over shorter periods and measure your progress from season to season or from 12 week section to 12 week section, right? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Right. I got you. Yeah. So the typical kind of New Year's resolution that most, uh, that a lot of people would have would be something very broad and vague, like, you know, over the course of next year, I'll lose weight and be healthy. You know, yeah. this time next year, I'll have, I'll be at my ideal weight yeah. um, and I'll look this way and I'll weigh this amount. Yeah. But most people struggle to m- maintain that because first of all, there's no clear path to that. Uh, and because as the year goes on, you get thrown off course with setbacks, ups and downs of life, birthdays, holidays and free yeah. cake day at work. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and eventually, before you know it, it's Christmas again and yeah. it's time to feast, uh, time to spend. And yeah. you think, oh, you know what, look, I'll just start again next year. Yeah. So so with the 12 week year model, uh, you're looking more at goals like. I'm going to go to the gym three days a week for the next 12 weeks. And you're just going to leave it at that. Right. Okay. In that one area. Yeah. So you're not expecting this year of magical transformation by the end of 12 weeks, but you might see some small progress towards your overarching long-term goals. And you can also reassess at the end of the 12 weeks and go, right, what worked, what worked, what was realistic, what wasn't realistic. It's much more immediate as opposed to going, like, okay, in 12 months time, I'll look back and see what worked and what didn't yes. work. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to just be about health and weight management. You know, you can apply it to any aspect of your life. So like, you know, it could be something to do with your career where you go yeah. like, oh, I want to be earning X amount of money by this time next year. Okay. But what are the small achievable actions I can take yeah. in 12 weeks? And it could be something like, I'm going to do this exam, like in work, I'm going to do this exam when I'm going to train for it for the next 12 weeks and I'm going to do the exam and then that'll be done. And then, so that should help me get to like, 
you know, if I like say in, ba- in the banking, they have banking exams. Oh, that'll help me get to that yes. new like price tier. You know what I mean? That I can earn for. Yeah. And at the at the end of those three months, you know, mark it with something special like yeah. a, a weekend away or, yes. you know, yeah. a, 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 a meal with a group of people. Now, obviously yeah. for this year, this year, it was very difficult because <laughs> at the end, at the end of the first three month period uh, of 2020, we had a pandemic, as, as we know. So <laughs> funny like, enough, that was my goal. It, my goal was pandemic. <laughs> stop leaving the house, stop leaving the house, shelter in place. And Don't stop see your loved ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I honestly think it's something that when I first read about it, it re- a lot of things kind of clicked for yes, me, you know, and yeah. it's not going to it's not going to solve everyone's problems, but it can help kind of uh, help you avoid those pitfalls of, oh, here we go again. It's I'm hitting these same kind of beats every yes. year. Once it hits my birthday, there's a big blowout session that throws me off course for the next month. Yeah. And then once yeah. it hits this, you know. And and that thing of like, you would start to, and it's such a, once again, mentality of diet culture, you start to resent good occasions. Yes. You resent exactly. your birthday. You resent your friends wanting to spend time with you and possibly buy you a drink and possibly buy you a nice meal. Because you're yeah. like, do you know I have, I have, I have a goal. Yeah, <laughs> and this it's January. Enjoy- <laughs> and this enjoyment of my life is getting in the way of it. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it's so funny because do you know what's a weird thing actually? When you say that 12 week thing, particularly with work, like I would never come into a year of work and go, Right. So I have my whole year planned out when it comes to work because work just we all know work issues with work come up as they come up. And actually you kind of react to them or you're able to plan out little projects as the year goes on. But you don't go into a year going like, well, I know exactly what my and yet we do that with diet. And yet Mm -hmm. we do that with exercise. We go in and go like, yeah, we're like, oh, we'll we'll go into the, the whole year with this plan and nothing can divert it. But actually we should be much more flexible, like with work where we go, like the only thing you might have at work was, I don't think I want to be in the same job maybe as I'm in right now. You might be like that. And then you'd plan it out, but you wouldn't be like a whole year, like Mm -hmm. mentality. Because even in, in that, in that annualized thinking scenario, you know, you go, oh yeah, okay, this time next year, I want to have a new job. But then you get caught up in the year. Christmas yeah. rolls around and you go, well, I'm not going to quit my job at Christmas. You know, because that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's nuts. Like, yeah. but if you were to start being like, okay, well, actually, you know, I don't want to be in this job this time next year. It actually, you start to then kind of go even smaller and you go, yeah. okay, well, maybe I'll start sending out CVs now and yeah. maybe I'll go to an, you know, you make tiny steps and we do this with everything in our lives other than diet and exercise I know. diet and exercise we go straight to well i'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow after not working out and do a punishing 40 minute session <laughs> not be able to feel my legs possibly puke and then may hopefully make myself go three times a week. but I, that 12 week thing is a great way of looking at even like the thing of like oh you know for the next 12 weeks i'm gonna try three times a week because 12 weeks you're like if you break it down it doesn't seem as unachievable and then it becomes a habit and then next thing you're going yeah. for three to the gym three times a week. That's great. And at the end, yeah. at the end of the 12 weeks, you can go, okay, you know what? It actually only made sense for me to go to the gym two times a week, but I'm yes. going to do two yeah. walks a week or whatever works yes. for your schedule, yeah. you know? We have a very special guest this, as it's our last episode of the first season of Fad Camp, it's our New Year's episode, it's a very special episode for us. We have a very special guest. 
and is actually a member of the fad camp team. So I want everyone to say hello and for him to say hello to all of our listeners, Mr. Darren Lee. Hello. Welcome. How are you getting on? (laughs) So just for anyone who's listening, Darren Lee is our producer, sound engineer extraordinaire. And before we even say, uh, give another introduction, I just want to say, he has never been on a diet in his life. The only member of the Fad Camp team who has never been on a diet. Hence why I was best placed to be the producer of this show, because I have absolutely <laughs> no knowledge of the subject you're talking about. <laughs> well, welcome, Darren. Um, first question, right? Can I just ask, okay, looking back yeah. over the season that we've had, what is the what is the craziest diet do you think that we talked about? The one that surprised you the most? Um, I remember like hearing the details of the juicing diet and thinking, oh my God, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and actually probably our last episode, the potato diet to yeah. me is definitely the most insane <laughs> of, of all of them. Connor, yes. you absolute maniac. Yes. <laughs> I wear that I as a badge of honor. <laughs> I think that it's the story of Connor bringing a potato into town on a night out that just makes yeah. me <laughs> just so Irish so 1847 I love it oh okay well yeah so the, the potato diet and juicing was your and Darren was there any diet we talked about that would you would be like maybe I'll try it <laughs> see I I'm this I have this air of cockiness about me sometimes that I've been like yeah if I fucking tried that I would have fucking nailed these two just don't know how to do it <laughs> is that is that how it is so we're sitting here oh. talking and Darren's like I could do that I'll do a separate podcast where I'll just try all these diets and just nail them. I'm just like, yeah, perfect. No bothers. Can I just say, Darren, you're just giving us ideas for season two where we'll just put you on a diet and you'll Darren have to diets. report back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and then Darren dies season two. Yeah. So we're recording our next episode from hospital. Darren's hooked up to a feeding tube. I don't know if it's just like, beep. <laughs> Um, right. And so, okay. So you have never, ever been on a diet in your life, right? Correct. Um, I'd say the most I've even attempted of a diet has been that I said I might give up Twixes for Lent. <laughs> Always fail after like the second what, week. So. What's, your, what's your Twix habit like, man? Let's get into that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, pretty bad. I don't I know this. Tr- what? Tr- three or four a week, I'd say. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love a good Twix. I'm eating one right now. You just can't see. <laughs> so, okay. So you didn't, you didn't make through Lent then for without. No, okay. no, I didn't. No. Have you ever tried? What have, what's, what has been your, so, okay. Cause you're not a dieter, right? So yeah. you are not of the millions of people a year who make New Year's resolution. The first New Year's resolution being lose weight. So yeah. what would be your New Year's resolution that you would go, or would you do any ever? See, like, I never used to do them because I'm just, I'm that classic, like, counterculture kind of person. I'm just like, nah, fuck it, everyone's doing that, so I'll just do something else. I like, know that, I know my... the way you're like, you're so counterculture, yet you have a Twix ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's the, uh, it's the Aldi knockoff Twix, as I, um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just do, like, ones in, like, March, so, like, the fucking spring equinox uh, resolution, but, um, <laughs> no, like, I, yeah, like I, I suppose I'd try like the um, the dry January thing, just because okay. more of just a thing of just like I've drank so much over Christmas that it's just I need to take a break from this. So yes. I'd probably do something like that. But uh, yeah, like I don't know. I try and avoid New Year's resolutions if I can, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. But uh, dry January is a good one. 
Yeah. Do you do you, yeah. rec- do you recognize any kind of just because when you said it there, do you recognize any similarities between the drinking and quitting drinking men- like and, and the diet mentalities at all? Like, do you think? Yeah, well, as in, like, with the drinking thing with dry January, what I found most stupid about it when I looked at it the last time I did it was just that, like, February 1st would come along and I'd be like, yeah, let's go out on a big fucking whopper sesh. And I'd just yeah. be, like, hung over for about four days. It's like, all right, that's <laughs> undone all the good work I've done over the last month. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah just take it a bit easier, I suppose, is the best sure. way to do it. But, yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah. If, if anything, the positive from this year, I suppose, is that. There's probably not going to be as many crazy nights over Christmas to be able to do. So yeah. there'd be no need for the dry January, hopefully. I mean, hey, you would have felt like a fool to do dry January the start of 2020 and then realised <laughs> that actually really could have done with those nights out in January. <laughs> a very wet February. <laughs> I was swimming and drinking February. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. So right, what we're doing right um, here is we're all, each member of Fad Camp is... is declaring a new year's resolution a new year's resolution that has nothing to do with weight loss or appearance or anything like that and is quantifiable so that when we come back in season two um in the coming months of 2021 we are able to prove that we are in some way sticking to these new year's resolutions okay so i will go I'm also, first i'm also you guys just look gonna very nervous. i'm also just gonna say if i like either of your resolutions a lot i'll just use that because my my resolution it's fine and i'm gonna try it but if i like yours i'm just gonna steal it so okay okay well <laughs> okay well i'll go first and the men can uh steal the woman's great idea which is <laughs> thank you been the history of this world that's so, society um, babes <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so my New Year's resolution, okay i have two and i want to talk these the, my first one is a very strange one but I genuinely cannot remember people's names. Like when I'm introduced to people, and I don't know if this can be a quantifiable one, but when I am introduced to people and even people I work with and I, for years, I cannot, I do not take in their names. Now, I don't know if you guys have this, but I genuinely cannot remember people's names. So my New Year's resolution was to try and just to start remembering people's names and to say their names. Like there was a guy who I worked with for four years in an office, right? His name was Derek. And then the girl, one time I was talking to one of the girls in the office and Derek had left like a week before. And she goes, oh, don't you miss Derek? And I was like, who's Derek? <laughs> and then she went and <laughs> to, she went and was like, Derek, you know, Derek. And Derek, I was there. Derek, he died. Never not- met. <laughs> and I was sang like, at his funeral. <laughs> you gave a stunning eulogy. No, but I was like, I was like, I, I've never. And she, she kept being like, he sat over there. Nothing. And then she went. He left last week and I was like, oh, his name was Derek. Like I, I had never put that into my brain. So I've I'm been trying- calling him Crandall. <laughs> <laughs> Crandall. Um, so that is one New Year's resolution. Now, I don't know how I'm going to quantify it, but I am literally going to start when people introduce me to someone. I'm going to look them in the eye. I'm going to repeat their name back to them. And that try is, and keep that in my head. That is such a power move. And you know who does that? The And you'll love this. The happy pair twins do that so oh, much. Really? If you ever meet them, I swear to God, it's like when you tell a happy pair twin your name, I've met them once or twice in their cafe. I'm not pals with them or anything. I wish I was. But if you tell them your name, it's like throwing them a tennis ball 
that has your name on it. And then they like throw it back and forth to each other and then throw it back to <laughs> right. you going, Connor, Connor. Oh, Connor. Hey, Connor. How's it going, Connor? Oh, what's the story? Nice. And, it makes and they're like, you hey, feel, Big C. And you're like, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel so acknowledged. Okay. And it's, it's, you know, say what you will about those guys. But when someone looks you in the eye and says your name back to you, it's really like, oh, they're really like, they're into me. You know, yeah, not in a, yeah. a weird way, but like, <laughs> oh, they really like me. I, right? I'm important. Connor's, what like, I'm trying to say. Had, Connor's like, I've had a threesome with the happy pair of twins. Is what I'm trying to say. I've been, I've been blocked on her Instagram page at this stage. <laughs> hey guys, it's Big C here. You haven't gotten back to me. <laughs> like Stan. <laughs> but okay, yeah. So that is that is a New Year's resolution I want to keep. I am because normally what I do is I don't repeat their name. I swear to go, shit, what was their name again? And then hopefully mm. someone will say it at some point. But I've, I've done this so many times. It means that I don't look people in the eye. I don't actually sure. talk to them properly because I'm so embarrassed that I haven't recalled their name. Another one as well as part of this is if I if the, it's a, a foreign name that I haven't heard before, I get really, um, I just get really like embarrassed and I just don't say that I sort of mumble it. And I'm like, no, okay. I want to be like, and I, even if I do go, listen, I, sorry to offend you, but could I actually get that pronunciation again? Cause I know I'm not doing it right or something. Um, and just really keep the person's name. So that's my first New Year's resolution. I think it's a flipping good one. That could probably possibly change my life. Okay. Just to, just to, to, to uh, respond to that as well. I think, you know, I've been in those situations before. I've been on the other side of people not remembering my name. I've not remembered people's name yeah. before. And honest to God, I think like it's it, it's better to go, sorry, uh, what was your name again? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And then and then repeat it. Yeah, because yeah. I think yeah. people will be like, oh, they're making the effort because yeah. sometimes you just don't catch it first time around. But then the other thing as well is like, I mean, there are actually lots of techniques that people who struggle with kind of short term memory things uh, that will employ um, to 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 have a better memory and remember people's names like you yeah. know there's this guy called jim quick um who does all these like feats of like memorization well, that, well, that, that's a name like that. i will remember jim <laughs> yeah. <is> a fantastic <laughs> name. He's, he's amazing he has this whole like amazing backstory about how he had like um kind of brain damage as a young child and he was told okay. he would never you know be like a good student in school and all that now he's like this sort of like thought kind of yeah. coach and genius and all that but he has videos on youtube where he talks about how he like remembers people's names and that sort of thing by picking out aspects of like their appearance maybe it's their hair that they've got glasses or something like that so where, well, what, what where he's like harry with hair Stuff like probably, Harry, you know, Harry. Yeah, yeah 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 like it seems stupid but chances are the stupider yeah. something is the oh chance yeah the more likely yeah. you'll remember it. Like. Well, I like the thought of someone doing a Lifetime movie about this Jim Quick guy where they're like, you'll never remember people's names, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will. <laughs> I'll prove you wrong, Dad. <laughs> My name's Mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the first one, right? So that's great. I'm going to look up some te- techniques and that's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to try to remember people's names this year and I'm going Love to it. do it. My second one is I want to read a lot more, Okay. Big reader, not as big as, uh, you're a bigger reader than me, uh, Connor, but I was about to say John, once again, that fucking name thing. Grace, what the So I'm giving myself a challenge to read 50 books next year. Oh. 50 books nice. in 2021. So that nice. is nearly a book a week that I have to read. Give, what's it, your, it gives what's your current like, record? 50, I've read 50 books in my entire life. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm, I have to say, I'm, I can be a very avid reader 
it's just something where I and I notice it where I go through periods of like reading books great and then other periods where I'm just like I just like oh I think I'll just watch something instead and actually yeah. I don't know about you guys but I I hate meditation I don't I can't do any of that sort of stuff right my form of meditation is reading I find that if I'm reading wow. I'm sort of like I'm really calm yeah. I'm really relaxed I'm just sort of like I'm in the moment because I'm very just I'm just I just yeah, I'm very concentrating on the book. Wow. So yeah, I think yeah. 50 books next year, 2021. And I'll remember the name of each book. That's also a thing I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my news resolutions. What about yourselves? My um thing like I mean I will have resolutions, you know, kind of in my personal and professional life that I'm not going to bore you with uh yeah. today. Um, you're going to become a male uh, prostitute. I've heard it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's both personal and, proud of you, and professional. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's personal and professional. So that that ticks two boxes. Um, but uh, I have a. Ironically, I'm reading this off my smartphone, but I have a bit of a compulsion towards using my smartphone. Like it's not even like it's not even like I'm doing anything productive with it. But I have a bit of like a can't stop checking my phone kind of buzz. I don't yeah. know if you guys yeah, yeah. experienced that. No, that I'd be quite no I think you're the only person I've ever heard of who's experienced yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a rare disease, Connor. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Your phone? <laughs> you weirdo. Oh, thank God. I'm not the, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're, t- you're totally right. Um, it, it is something that a lot of people experience, but um, I, I think I think during lockdown as well, a lot of time at home and stuff like that, it's kind yeah. of gotten probably yeah, worse yeah. than ever. And it's it's not particularly like debilitating, but I feel like at times I'm like doing it, I'm like, I'm better than this. <laughs> you know, like yeah. what am I like, you know, some like lab rat in a cage, like just you know, a time a yeah. time waster. Yeah, it's like running on a hamster wheel or something like that, yeah. you know. And and it is. I do think if you were to kind of, you know, count up um all of the time that you spent cumulative cumulatively on the phone you would see you're losing hours per day oh you know? yeah yeah um so i am but but at the same time you do need a phone to communicate with people you know what i mean like take phone calls and make texts so i my plan is to have three days a week with no smartphone and wow have, oh wow I have, I have another phone that is a like a burner you know like a little nokia yeah. kind of 3210 kind of thing nice that has no features basically <laughs> although like, when i is that when for, i like, have that, dr- is that for like your drug dealing i'm like why do you <laughs> have i i have it because and it's a new one like you know i got it like two years ago or something you know it's not like from like ages ago but the reason i have it is because when my phone was off being repaired you know if, if my phone broke um i i had it just to get by and yeah. I was like fucking playing snake on it and shit. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, but still, uh, but like, you know, there's only so many games of snake you can play before you just go, right, feck this. I'll just like, yeah, go inward or something, explore my mind yeah, or some yeah. boring shit like that. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of going to be a, a big thing for me is because so there's going to tr- be times where I need the phone. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. no. So three days, no phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you'll have your Nokia in case people, someone calls you. Pretty much, yeah, just to, yeah, to get okay. by, like, you know. That um, is, nice. that's good, that's good, yeah. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. See, like, I think the problem with smartphones is, though, like, so, like, 
like even like I would actually do a bit of meditation myself, but oh cool. I found the problem the problem with meditation is that you're using your phone to do the meditation. Yes. So like yeah, during yeah. like a ten minute meditation session, your phone will just start buzzing. And you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. gonna have to get yeah. that, and it's like <laughs> defeats the point. And it's yeah. the same like as in like I'd go on walks to get away from my phone, but I'd be using Spotify to listen to music yeah, on my yeah, phone, yeah, and it's just yeah. So like one of my plans actually for next year was to get an iPod and go back okay. to two thousand and five oh, and yeah. just uh and like actually use that so i'm just completely away from the phone okay this, obviously I'll tr- this is so funny okay so your new year's resolution is to use an ipod yeah i love if you were like no a disc man just a backpack a backpack for all just a boombox and- <laughs> yeah you're like i'm just gonna bring my record player out on my back <laughs> and start playing it okay so you're yeah. gonna get an ipod this is such a technical question because so do you use Apple iTunes or whatever? So this is where the complication lays in it is that I don't have any like music post 2007 on my computer. Right. So while yeah. I'm also bringing the tech back to 2007, I'm also bringing my music taste back to 2007. So a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> God, that American Idiot album was great. <laughs> hey guys, have you, have you guys heard of this American Idiot album? <laughs> it's you too. Everyone loves them. <laughs> I, I hope they download my new album on, onto my phone straight away. With that are, are you just going to have an iPad with that free U2 album and that's all you have for 2020? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The U2 iPod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So th- I'm at a place called Vertigo. <laughs> okay. So Connor, Connor's New Year's resolution is to only use his phone four days a week. Basically, you're off your phone yeah. for three days a week. And then you're playing Snake for the other three days. And then yeah. Darren, Darren, you're going to use an iPod for walks is it for walks i think so yeah okay i don't know how i'll get my oh i could actually throw my meditations onto my ipod yeah Ah, i love it if you want me to record any meditations for you like some guided meditation i'd be happy to do the voice i think you could actually ring me on your 3310 while i'm on the walk (laughs) and do the meditation um but here's a question guys do you how do you have any advice for how i should uh, go by doing this three day thing. Do you think I should do like, you know, <clears throat> a three day weekend without the phone, or one one day kind of like Monday, like every other day? Or well, one thing I would I say, I right, when it comes to work, because this is the thing that we're confusing about phones. This idea that you have to be contactable all the time, mm. right? So I have this mm-hmm, thing where true. my sister doesn't answer her phone that much, and it drives me nuts. But her <laughs> whole point is that she's like, why should I be contactable all the time? Yeah. yeah. She's like, it's okay that you have to wait for me to respond to your WhatsApp an hour. Like, I don't have to respond straight away. This idea that we have to respond and even emails and stuff. Actually, like, it's okay for you to, like, the day you don't have your phone, someone can call you if there's an emergency or if someone's ringing you for a job because I know you're a freelancer, they can call you. Other than that, if they're sending an email, emails you're allowed wait a day or two like you can look at your laptop and go oh email emails have lost our urgency yeah like so it's this weird thing where we're like you have to answer someone straight away when actually it's like no you can you can go check your emails and like the way people used to check answering machines when they came home you can go check your emails when you when you come home you don't need to be so contactable that minute so i think that's what you need to get into the habit of is that just be like, yeah, the day, like, I'm not going to miss out on work because someone can call me if they really need me straight away. Other yeah. than that, it's going to be on an email so I can just check it when I get home. And you know what, Grace? Yeah. I think in keeping with my uh, own advice around the 12-week yearbook, yeah. I think I will uh, set this as a three-month 
uh, kind of goal. And yes. at the end of the three months, I'll, I'll reassess and I'll go, okay, how did that work in practice? Were there days yeah. where I, I felt like I was stuck? Were there days where I felt like I actually didn't need my phone at all? Yeah. Could I, could I trim it down? And, yeah. and then look at my behavior as well. I go on the days that I am using the phone. Am I like, is it like a crazy diet where you're like, quick, it's my cheat day, eat all you can eat yeah. and use the phone <laughs> yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, or, yeah. And do I feel deprived on my days off or am I noticing any changes? So at the end of the three months, I'm going to do a, a set. That's kind I of, think at the, end of th- at the end of three months, all three of us have to do a mini episode where we come back and go, okay, so our New Year's resolutions, how are we getting on with them? That's great. That's, a great I, yeah, that's really okay. good. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that's that's a that's a great idea. And I, I'd say it'll change a lot. I think you'll notice a lot of changes when you actually ditch the phone for a bit. I cannot wait to see this iPod idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm so you know what it is. I can't wait for Darren to be on a walk. The looks he's going to get with that iPod. It's a hundred. You seeing the scroll pocket. wheel, guys? Fifty thousand songs I've got on this, and everyone's like, no one cares, man. I remember I used to watch like when I was I was traveling through the states one time, and like I had an iPod. I used to watch films on the iPod. Wow. Like, oh on yeah. That tiny screen, like insane. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a Creative Zen. Did you ever have a Creative Zen? No, that was the, the I do the I remember the creative Zen. Oh yeah. my god! It's like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't speak that word on this show. <laughs> no, I I was a big creative Zen guy. You know, I was always the one who's like, if everyone had like an Xbox, I had a PlayStation. If everyone had, right. you know, a Nintendo, I had a Sega. So you're, God, you're, you're more countercultured like, than me. You're like uh, Darren with that counterculture thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but not, even, not even by choice. I wasn't like, oh, well, I'm just going to do the opposite. I was just like, oh, shit, did I miss the memo that this yeah, thing was yeah, cool? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> uh, so I had a creative zen and yeah, lots of songs, lots of movies. Uh, oh, I was downloading music discographies of fucking Blue Oyster Cult and Thin Lizzy and shit like that. Oh. Those were the good days. Like I remember I used to take, we used to Mitch, sorry to my principal, but um, we used to like Mitch off like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the number one listener. Actually. <laughs> I hear Darren Lee's going to be on this episode. I can't wait to find out what he's been up to. <laughs> but yeah, we used if to take days niching, off. And, if he's been niching. <laughs> we, we used to take days off in like sixth year of uh, secondary school. And I just go out, like drive to like some random spot in my friend's car. And we just sit there and watch films on like either an iPod or like a... <laughs> PSP. It was just like, <laughs> what? what are we doing? That's yeah. Anything Amazing. to not be in school, even to be yeah, like comfortably exactly, yeah. close to someone in a car, craning your neck yeah. to try watch something. That is so <laughs> funny. Kids today don't know what it was like. Right. Um, okay. So we have our news resolutions. Fantastic. And this is just an example to everyone that news resolutions don't have to be the same three things that they are every single year. Um, and we'll see how we get on with it. So that's all from us at Fad Camp at the end of our season one, you guys. Ah. Um, so we Thanks just want to say so thank much, you. guys. Thank you so much to every single listener um, who listened with us. We actually were so uh, bowled over by the response to the podcast and how many people have listened. Please tell your friends about it. Share it on Instagram, um, recommend it on Spotify, whatever you can do um, on Grinder, TikTok, whatever's out there. Please recommend us. Um, every listener counts uh, these days. So thank you so much for sticking with us in season one. And thank you, Connor and Darren, for creating the show with me. Thank you, Grace and Darren, so much for this incredible experience. It's been so much fun. I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and about you guys and about diet culture and all of the crazy stuff we've been putting ourselves through for years 
thanks so much to the listeners um i've i have gotten a lot of messages from people uh who've complimented us on the show they love they love so many things about it and i even got a very nice christmas card this year from my pal and colleague Neve Dennis who's a listener I hope she's listening um and she said uh I hope she doesn't mind me saying but she said um thanks for fad camp it's been great company over the past few months during the lockdown so uh you're welcome uh Neve and thanks so much for your lovely words and Christmas card and hope everyone has a lovely new year and stay safe and keep on keeping on and we of course we'll have the last words from Darren (laughs) Uh, yeah well i just think this like whole series has been a great insight into something i've never even thought about before so i want to thank the pair of you for just being so honest as well as providing me with some hilarious entertainment over (laughs) the last few weeks and uh yeah i'm glad you enjoyed our trauma darren okay thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) and a happy new year to everyone with none of this was ever meant to be comedic i thought we were just <laughs> painful wait have people been laughing at this what? <laughs> oh it's number one in the comedy podcast <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of fag camp brought to you by grace mulvey connor dowling and producer and sound engineer extraordinaire darren lee With new episodes released every two weeks, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. If you want to get in touch with the show, email us at fadcamppodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Twitter at fadcamppodcast.